Today's big question is, are you living in a household that God would want to bless or curse? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. dive into episode 54 today as we take a look at Proverbs 3.33. We're going to read about it, talk about it, connect it to our everyday life by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get to all of that, let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to be here, to open your word, to learn directly from what you tell us. But my heart is kind of running at a thousand miles an hour and my head is spinning this morning. So I'm asking you to calm me and focus me, spirit, to open your word and to lend power to your words. Keep me on exactly the path that you want me on in this broadcast and teach us. Open our hearts, open our understanding, and teach us what you want each of us to learn. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's look at Proverbs 3.33. says, The Lord's curse is on the household of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. This week, we're closing out chapter three. It's a series of contrasts, warnings about acting wickedly. It's kind of the big picture summaries about the value of wisdom. Today's contrast is how God responds to the righteous versus the wicked. The Lord's curse is on the household of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. Let's talk first about the terms household and home. Now, obviously, y'all know what a house is. It's a building where a family lives, right? But it can also refer to the family or the household itself, which in this case is what makes sense. We're not talking about the buildings. We're talking about the people. So the contrast in this verse is God's reaction to wicked families and the righteous families and his reaction to their behaviors and their attitudes and their lives. He blesses the household of the righteous and he curses the household of the wicked. So let's talk about blessing and cursing. We went into detail about blessing in episode 44. So check out the podcast episode number 44 if you want to get more details on that. But we're going to talk a little bit differently about it today. Nelson's Bible Dictionary says this about blessings. The act of declaring or wishing God's favor and goodness upon others. The blessing is not only the good effect of words, it also has the power to bring them to pass. In the Bible, important persons blessed those with less power or influence. The patriarchs pronounced benefits upon their children, often near the end of their own lives. Even if it was spoken by mistake, once a blessing was given, it could not be taken back as we see in Genesis. 27. So let's talk about some of those examples in scripture. Leaders often blessed people, especially when they were getting ready to leave them. For example, Moses in Deuteronomy 33, Joshua in Joshua 22, 6 and 7, and Jesus in Luke 24. And let's look at Luke's description of Jesus's ascension up into heaven after his resurrection. This is Luke 24, 50 through 53. And he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. Now you notice from that verse 2 that we can bless God. Deuteronomy 8.10 says, And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good that he has given you. 
After telling the Israelites that they are supposed to obey God's commands that he had given them, he tells them to enjoy the promised land, be fulfilled, be satisfied in it, and bless the Lord. Be thankful and show gratitude. We are to be obedient and grateful. We're to bless the Lord in our gratitude. We see gratitude and blessing God again in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 2, and it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So let's get back to God's blessings. God spoke a blessing over his creation in the first chapter of Genesis. He blessed both a part of creation, one of the days of creation, and Adam and Eve. And then he detailed his gifts to them. His greatest blessing, though, is shown in Acts 3, 25 and 26. It says, You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. So he turns us from our wickedness. Romans 4, 7, and 8 says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Romans 4, 7, and 8. He forgives our sins. At the end of the book of Job, he blesses Job with family and possessions more than he'd had at the beginning of the book of Job. So God's blessings can also be physical as well as spiritual, but not always. On the flip side, let's look at his reaction to the wicked. He curses their home. Since we've looked at Nelson's for what blessing meant, let's look at what they say about cursing. It's a prayer for injury, harm, or misfortune to befall someone. In Bible times, a curse was considered to be more than a mere wish that evil would befall one's enemies. It was believed to possess the power to bring about the evil that the cursor spoke. Here are some biblical examples of curses. Noah pronounced a curse on Canaan in Genesis 9.25. Isaac pronounced a curse on anyone who cursed Jacob, Genesis 27. The soothsayer Balaam was hired by Balak, king of Moab, to pronounce a curse on the Israelites, from Numbers 22. Goliath, the Philistine giant of Gath, cursed David by his gods, and that's a quote from 1 Samuel 17.43. In Genesis 3, after Adam and Eve's sin, God is described cursing both the serpent and the ground. In the New Testament, Jesus cursed the fig tree, saying, Let no fruit grow on you ever again, and immediately the fig withered away. He also taught Christians how to deal with curses. Bless those who curse you, from Luke 6, 28. Today's curses aren't about believers being cursed, though. It says God will curse the homes of the wicked. Our ability to curse one another is one thing. The harm that we can do to one another is serious, but God's capacity to curse is far greater not something to take lightly. So let's ask ourselves some questions. Our actions have consequences. God draws a contrast here that we need to make really sure that we are on the right side of. Would you say that you're more likely to be categorized as wicked or as righteous? And why? Think about that for a moment. When you answered that question, were you evaluating your heart or your behavior? Which do you think God evaluates? And how would you need to change so that God would want to bless your household? Today's big question was, are you living in a household that God would want to bless or curse? If you want a place to think that through and write down those answers to those questions and keep track of the discoveries you make as we study Proverbs, we send out a set of free journal pages each Sunday evening in an email. And if you would like to get on the list for that email, 
you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email to get on that list. We'll send those out on Sunday night. However, when I was speaking that to you, I realized I didn't send them last night. I got really tired last night, did not send them. So as soon as I get off this broadcast, I will send those journal pages out for this week. I'm so sorry. As for me, we shouldn't be believers in order to gain a blessing or avoid a curse. Fear of cursing or desire of blessing can be motivating, but rather than be a reason for pursuing God, let it be a reminder that our hearts and our actions matter. They matter to us, and they matter to God, and they matter to our families. We can either leave a legacy of blessing or cursing in our family. And one of the things that really struck me this morning as I was thinking about this was the reminder that our heart attitudes and our actions affect those around us. Certainly, our family culture will affect how our kids act when they grow up. But there are spiritual repercussions, too, not only on how we raise our kids in a spiritual sense, but also from our own spiritual life. God blesses and curses households, whole families. You can be the one that either maintains a line of blessing in your family or establishes it. You have the power to affect generations far more than you know. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Oh my gosh. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we ask for your wisdom today, not so that we can be successful, but so that we can know you better and love you better and love other people better as well, so that we can live lives that are pleasing to you. So give us that kind of wisdom, the kind that transforms our hearts into the likeness of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining me today, y'all. If you found this broadcast helpful, if you're learning something, share it with a friend. Ask someone else to listen. We'll be back on Wednesday with another verse, and we would love to have you and a friend. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe, rate, and review. That will show the podcast to more people and allow them to learn from God's Word with us. Until then, until Wednesday, until our next episode, have a great week.